It's time for Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Milberger's Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. Good afternoon. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer 210-308-8867 is our number. 210-308-8867 or come on by Millburgers and visit with us. What's at, that number? What's that? 210-308-8867. 8867. What a difference a day makes. It's uh, and actually yes. not that many degrees. Uh, well, I guess it is. It's almost 20. It's so. not beautiful, but it's comfortable. No, it's very much more comfortable. So it's gray, but it's... Uh, so does that mean you'll undo your jacket soon, Jer? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of scared after yesterday. He doesn't trust the weather. Yeah. But uh, but, but it's, it's supposed to be warmer today, warm today. Yeah. I think this is about the high. I'll go looking at the... Uh, uh, then it's supposed to be rainy, the... Uh, well, drizzly, yeah. That kind was, of drizzly. Okay, I'm going to go... The rest, most that, of the week. There was a little drizzly got. last night. Yeah, a little bit. And it was all the sidewalks are all wet this morning. Yeah. Uh, coming up today, we're going to give you a chance to win some rodeo tickets, courtesy of Mill Burgers. We've got a couple good artists uh, that you'll enjoy, uh, Lauren Elena and uh, uh, Colton Wall. So uh, we'll, uh, those are going to be on the 11th and 12th, so keep an eye out for that or keep an ear open for that. Uh, but 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. We had a woman that came up earlier and was asking, she lives in Austin but was visiting and was asking about, uh, you know, do we podcast the show? And because she can't listen to it in Austin, which she didn't know, but she actually can. We our signal goes up to Austin, yeah, depending on where she lives. But uh, yeah, hopefully, uh, if she's driving back and listening to the show, call us with questions that you had. Uh, they they left, but uh, maybe you we'll. Tell her we did pop do pop we did. I did. Show? You can go to uh, the answer nine thirty a.m. or nine thirty a.m. theanswer.com. dot com. And uh, find local podcasts, and you'll see ours, so you can listen to the show if you miss it. And um, and they have this week's show on by Tuesday, right? Yeah. So Usually? Yeah. So uh, I, so anyway, and then I kind of have an idea that's brewing in my mind about how to make that better. So. Oh, no. I know. <laughs> Everybody loves my idea. Everybody at the station going, uh-oh. Uh-oh. All right. <laughs> Tell them we're closed on Monday. Uh, 210-308-8867. It's beautiful out here at the nursery. Yeah. Uh, the guys were just talking about the uh, snapdragons in front of us, which there are fewer of, and it doesn't surprise me. Uh-oh, that lady's taking off her big coat. Oh, yeah. No, and oh, the yep. guy's taking off his coat. Yep. You don't need them. It's, it looks like you do. You know, that's the yeah. thing. The weather, it looks like it's colder than it is. After yesterday, everybody is not taking any chances. I have my. I had my sweatshirt and a short sleeve shirt on. There you go. Look at Milton taking off his shirt. And I'm in my short sleeve shirt now. <laughs> it's very comfortable up on the porch. In fact, I, I may turn the fans on. Wait a minute. <laughs> but anyway, uh, real pretty with the petunias and then the. Um, looking at those snapdragons. Yeah. What so, petunias are those? 
I'm sorry, they're not petunias. They're um, <laughs> pansies, the purple pansies. Oh, yeah. And, and the geraniums, too. Yeah, the geraniums are on the table behind them. They've got the uh, salmon color, yeah. also known as pink, uh, and uh, the red. And then, um, so yeah. And he said, he said the ones in hanging baskets are, are uh, Fantasia. 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 And I saw someone getting the um, stocks yesterday in the ten inch that he was talking about, and you could, yeah. They they were okay. So this isn't going to make sense for radio, but imagine you've got sort of an elbow, uh, and you know you're turning in to go down a hall. They were probably about five feet from where you first turned, and you could smell them. As soon as you turned, you could yeah. smell them in there, and they were beautiful. So lots of great choices here uh, at Melbourne. You could smell the people or the flowers? The, the, the flowers. Oh, okay. uh, I don't know what the people smelled like. <laughs> but I yeah. want to clarify that. Yeah, now. thank you. I appreciate that. But anyway, so uh, give us a call. Be a part of today's show, and, and uh, let's see and if we can And they've also got some red snapper tomatoes. What? The rodeo tomatoes? The rodeo to, tomatoes. 2020? <laughs> and uh, if you... Uh, a lot of people, uh, you talk about people want that podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I talk about Calvin's uh, articles usually every weekend, hoping hoping to find something to criticize. You, yeah, you, you've been but, less critical lately. Yeah, I know. He's been pretty good. Okay. <laughs> but uh, uh, we, uh, a lot of people don't take the paper. So uh, a lot of people have said in the past they want to. Want to see that article? Okay, I'll get that article uh, with the pictures that he has on there that they put with his article, and so I've got that on PlantAnswers.com. Uh, the, the article is uh, now, is now three times as long. <laughs> oh yeah, it's Cause, longer because Jerry has added a he said a few paragraphs. <laughs> oh dear, <laughs> uh, but, copious amounts of paragraphs. Yeah. words. Yes. I put the, for those who are wondering what kind of disease resistance uh, that tomato has, uh, I put the uh, nomenclature nomenclature of the diseases that it's resistant to. That's that's one of the reasons we use the hybrids, because uh, they're resistant to uh, a lot of uh, diseases that we have trouble with. Uh, the main uh, main one we're talking about. Now that about. looks to me like there's some of your blue bonnets. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, the, what four and a half inch pots, <laughs> or the bigger pots than that? Those yeah. are six inch pots. Six inch pots. And they're on sale. And they're uh, <laughs> nice looking plants. Yeah, uh, and uh, we talked about yesterday to take the blooms off. And I was looking coming in, they've gotten all the plants with blooms on them. Of course. <laughs> and uh, and I doubt if they're going to take the blooms off. Yeah, that would be a good bet that you uh, didn't <laughs> didn't get any taken off. But, but uh, somebody was talking to us that were that learned. He was just agreeing with Jerry, but I could just tell by the tone of his voice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Jerry. Yeah, I'll do. I'll take those blooms off. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so long. <laughs> But uh, getting back to the disease resistance, uh, it has resistance to gray leaf spot stemophilium solania. Now, your gray leaf spot is usually a problem in a greenhouse. 
But the ones that we're very interested in that it has disease resistance to is tomato spotted wilt virus, which uh, came on the on the scene about uh, uh, ten to fifteen years ago. Where the, it wiped the south. Hey, it, uh, is that the big tycoon thing? I mean, is no, it, no, 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 no. Oh. That uh, the the. Uh, Tomato spotted wilt virus uh, uh, mainly affected peanuts, caused uh, $5 million worth of damage uh, estimated in uh, Frio, Frio uh, County, where the weather grow a lot of peanuts, and of course the uh, South far, uh, Texas farmer too. But uh, it also. Uh, it also affects it affected tomatoes, caused them to come down with virus symptoms. And, of course, A&M jumped in and uh, requested funds to study the uh, T.S. tomato-spotted wilt virus. And as, you, as most of these uh, problems, uh, they go away after a few years, but... We've gotten the money, and uh, we've spent the money. And uh, they, they did come up with some uh, uh, better, newer varieties, but uh, when, when, when it was at its peak, uh, nothing would be resistant. Now, these, these tomatoes are the red snappers, are the rodeo tomatoes that get selected every year that uh, they compete. You're right, right. Jer- Jerry and his team look, uh, look at them. They select the, the winner, and then it's, it's the one that's promoted in the rodeo and then here here at Millburgers, here yeah. early. Yeah. And, uh, and if I'm wrong, let me know. Don't, don't you check them for, like, three years or better before you yeah, make right. a determination? Yeah, right, three years is what we'd like to do. And there's just a, the, that whole list of uh, all of our favorite tomatoes. Most, yeah. most of them are come from the rodeo tomato selection yeah, Calvin, process. Calvin listed Celebrity and BHN 968, which is the cherry, Valley Cat, Tycoon, and Red Deuce, which uh, a lot of people say is better than Celebrity. And uh, it, it's, it's, a good, it's a good one that came on. And last year was Harris Moran eighty-eight forty-nine, and uh, didn't you say? Uh, oh yeah, yeah y'all got eighty-eight forty-nine. Yeah, that's a Oh well, and there's some tycoon and some celebrities back there. Yeah. Now one one thing one uh, disease I left off that they have resistance to the red snapper is uh, tomato yellow leaf curl. Uh, 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 like tomato. On it's a tomato. It's an Israeli strain. Hmm. I don't know how we got it all the way over here, but uh, it wiped it wiped us out uh, about about three or four years ago. And uh, uh, your uh, uh, tycoon has resistance to that too. But tycoons are nematode resistant. This one's not. But, if but you get, any, anyway, I've got all that information on plantanswers.com uh, with pictures and a picture of my redfish on there. That red snapper? Red snapper. <laughs> then he's got important information, too, on how to pot these tomatoes up. Right. 
because uh, rarely will you have any success if you plant them directly into the soil when we're this early in the year. But you can pot them up, or you can get the one-gallon containers or someone. Yeah, already potted up. And so you get you you keep them growing. They get bigger, a good root system, just ready for action. And then about March, some of them you can put try March first, but March fifteenth, you get them in the in the garden, and that's the good tomato growing uh, time here in San, yeah. San Antonio. And on the ride up, I uh, also uh, looked up and listed uh, uh, where you can buy seed. If you uh, those people that want to grow their own uh, own tomato transplants, which uh, we don't recommend that that you do that, but a lot of people like to try it and play with it. And uh, so you can order seed from these places uh, uh, on uh, that I list on the uh, internet. But anyway, that's on PlantAnswers.com under the uh, topics of the month first listing is Red Snapper, the 2020 Rodeo Tomato. You know, it might be fun. Milburgers has supplies of one-gallon plastic containers. Got, of course, yeah. got all the potting soil you need. You've never potted up a tomato. You know, get get a little, one of the six-packs and pot these up and just see that process. And uh, for those of you that have uh, grown up or, or had experience with small-town newspapers, every year the first tomato is recognized and i'll bet you nine out of ten of those first tomatoes yeah. were potted up tomatoes because Probably so yeah because they, they you keep them you put them in a sunny location out of the wind and then if it gets if the forecast gets for below 40 degrees you take them in for the short period of time that way they're growing full speed when you eventually put them in the garden and they concentrate on uh, setting fruit and maturing fruit it's kind of, it's a fun process. And they they've got the uh, uh, got it on got it on sale. The Nature's Creation Organic Potting Soil uh, is is on sale now with mycorrhiza fungi. Yes, it does. How do you keep those in that bag, bag Trish? We sell so so quickly. They bag it, bring it, and <laughs> sell it. They just don't have time to get out. <laughs> And uh, regularly eleven ninety nine. That's pretty close to twelve dollars, but it's not twelve dollars. Uh, on sale for eight eighty eight. Yeah, I was waiting for him to say that's close to nine dollars. No, he didn't do it on the eight eighty on the eighty eights. Just on the ninety nines. <laughs> but anyway, so used you to. get you get the pots and the potting mix over here. Yeah, and then you're ready to roll. And even if it, even though it has mycorrhiza fungi in there, we re- I recommend uh, and we recommend the uh, liberal amounts of osmocote. Osmocote plus, copious, right? Copious amounts of osmocote plus. Because the plus osmocote has minor elements in it too. Yeah, it'd be fun, fun project if you got kids or grandkids. Oh yeah. So you start those those puny little tomatoes, <laughs> and then uh, it's just amazing how fast they grow. And then come March, it'll be ready to put them in the garden. Yeah, and try to try to uh, and, and save them as insurance plant because the worst thing that can happen is we get a hail in April, which we do commonly. Uh-huh. Now and then, uh, and then you come to the nursery and want to buy replacements. Which you should do if your tomatoes get hailed on. 
Oh. Uh, because the, their their structure is broken, it's damaged. Uh, but a lot of times we're out of tomatoes, especially the the new ones, the good ones. So uh, uh, keep uh, keep that in mind. Grow grow a few more than you're going to need for your garden. And you can always give them give them to a neighbor or something. There you yeah. go. And speaking of things that are on sale. You've got a Texas blue bonnet in a six-inch pot, four for ten dollars, uh, or two eighty-eight each, and they're looking really good. They are. In fact, they make me jealous. <laughs> the, one, the ones I have here are still—they're not hunkered down, but they don't look as good as those. That would have been probably. You, you know, it's kind of fun. I, mean, I think Milton, one year you did this. If you have, you know, this is ideal geranium weather, so you get geraniums for the decoration. The pink and the red, and then you have a few of those uh, potted up uh, blue bonnets. Yeah. Then any company you get. It'd be pretty. Yeah, and they say, what is it? What is this plant here? You know, and it looks like a blue bonnet. Yeah, that it's <laughs> absolutely a blue bonnet. And uh, it'll be a story or a conversation piece from the beginning. And then, of course, when the blooms come out, it really yeah. stimulates a lot of discussion. Milton would have lots of stories. Yeah. Some good. Some, some, not so good. some the, well, the Mil- good, the bad, and the ugly of gardening. Mil- Most yeah. of the bad, and the ugly. Milton is amazing because he can make a story out of one or two booms. Uh, <laughs> I'm just so excited. He's excited. Yeah. There you go. My VIP, my uh, Laura Bush petunias are going crazy in that little container. I must have like six or eight blooms now. Uh, <laughs> well, they are very happy. This going to get better, Milton. Yeah, uh, I know. This weather is... This will really stimulate oh, the yes. petunias. Oh, yeah, good for petunias. And then I have a stock, which I wasn't really paying attention to, and then all of a sudden, about three inches from it, it's in a container, I have another stock that's popping up, and I said, Sato's seedling? Did that just pop up? And it was a runner, so it just kind of weaved itself and then <laughs> popped up over there, there you which go. I guess they do. Huh? Are they getting blooms on? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it'll have bloom. That, that, I guess that's how you identify it, by the nice fragrance. Yeah, by the bloom and the fragrance. Yeah, I was telling them, too, there was somebody here that was buying uh, uh, the uh, container of stocks. Ten-inch, you said? Yeah, and you could you made the turn to go into the... Uh, it's like the smell. Yeah, it smelled wonderful. Yeah, yeah he I, he thought, he, I thought he said the customer smelled, Yeah, but, uh, he, he was wrong. I was No, you were wrong. <laughs> I, was, I was right. I did not smell the customer. It was okay. <laughs> But Trace, but, uh, what else is going on, man? We got but the anyway that stock deal. The uh, those sprouts that come up, yeah, you know, will definitely bloom. Uh, you know, a couple of years ago, I came up with a wonderful idea to go ahead and propagate the doubles. Uh, the the plant the uh, stocks that have the double blooms, and uh, just just take cuttings and propagate those, and have all doubles. Yeah. They don't do that away. They don't. Oh, want, they, they got don't a mind. They away. got a mind of their own. Yeah, uh, you you can you can root the cutting, but it stays product. I mean, it stays uh, producing flowers, and it it does send out new growth. But yeah, it's it's worth it. You know, you get some of the single blooms. You get a lot of the double blooms too, and yeah. and they all have the good fragrance. They're also they're all popular too with the the butterflies and bees. Oh yeah, of course. Hmm. Of course, the lissum is is another one that has uh, got a nice fragrance in the 
popular with the butterflies. And you can the make bees. potpourri out of the <laughs> what's, what's the people that uh, dry the flowers and oh. put them in fragrant arrangements, ah. or put them in in dried arrangements. So, are you an expert on that, Jerry? Yeah. No, are, you, are you making no. potpourri at home? No, no, I'm not. Sitting up Saturday night with your flat <laughs> I saw dried out. Some kind of stew or something. No, 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 no. It's just a... A squirrel stew, maybe. Oh, yeah, squirrel squirrel potpourri. Yeah, yeah that's pretty popular. Squirrel that stew. Potpourri. Oh, yeah, absolutely. What was the one they used to do at the herb market? The Well, our friend... Tessie, Tessie Mussies. Tessie yeah. Mussies, yeah. Well, that's... Uh, that was a fragrant thing, too, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. kind of. All right, geraniums are on sa- are for sale in the six inch pot, six ninety nine. Fruit trees are still on sale. That's a great opportunity, in the five gallon for twenty six eighty eight. Uh, grapes and berries uh, on sale regularly. Well, values up to twenty nine ninety nine on sale for nineteen eighty eight. Um, we were we've been having a lot of questions about that. So that's a kind of a cool opportunity for folks. It is. There's uh, there's all kinds of things over there. Different types of blueberries and. Mm. Uh, different types of blackberries and grapes and uh, grapes are fun so uh, I encourage everybody to try grapes Our, um, and then which varieties of the grapes do you recommend uh, well there's about seven or eight different varieties down there uh, so the, a lot of the I Victoria sold, I sold red. out of the Victoria red okay so, but he got champanelle uh, got champanelle yeah okay and, and about four four or five other muscadine types very cool half whiskey barrels on sale uh, uh, Pennington's Pride Wild Bird uh, feed on sale for eight eighty eight in the thirty pound bag. So, so there was a plan in there, just so you know. Since blue, oh. since blueberries yeah. need to be grown in pots. Oh, oh, for the half whiskey barrels. The half whiskey barrels okay. and the potting soils on sale. Yeah. Oh, so I did have a plan. Okay, I like that plan. <laughs> I'm gonna have to look for that now. I, I didn't notice there was there was thought behind it. I there, there's always that a, is that's some very kind of cool behind it. I have a complaint. Are we still are we still doing the Tiff Blue? Is that the recommended variety uh, of blueberry? We have it, and I think that's the one David's still talking about. On the wild bird feed, you you, you, you live the doves, cardinals, goldfinches, titmice, doves, Regers. Okay. No sparrows. No sparrows going to have to find their own. Why, one. Do they, why don't they list sparrows? Because everybody just knows it. All right. Well, we, oh. we, we actually, for the newspaper itself, we actually took doves out and we put, no, did you really? we put uh, blue jays or something. Oh, okay. <laughs> Another bird that's listed on the back. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. okay. Just that's because. Very smart. Just because I knew yeah, he was. Yeah, going to exactly. Well, but they, if you put Inca doves, then, <laughs> oh yeah, then he won't care. Good. They're they're oh, they're, they're small, marvelous. They're right? too small to eat. And then, of course, we talked a lot about this yesterday, which was the high yield weed and grass stopper with dimension. Yep, that's one of the one of the better ones on the market. And yeah, I, it's I think versatile. It's and um, I was going to ask you t- too another thing: the, the uh, low chill peaches have started to bloom, so you might have missed your opportunity on uh, spraying for scale. But I, I st- recommend, and I think Jerry does too, that you try to get. Uh, a uh, horticultural oil spray on the peaches and plums and pears that are not. Yeah, if they haven't started to bloom, uh, I mean, ideally you want to get three sprayings in over the dormant season, but uh, if you only got time for one, one's better than none. Yeah, and you've got at least uh, how many how many selection is in terms of horticultural oil? A couple, don't you? I think I have three. I mean, they're all the same ingredient, though. Oh, are so. they? Yeah, and you, you, uh, mine that I had was paraffin. Uh, based 
Uh, and your yours was a mineral they're oil all, based. Yeah, they're, they're yeah. all all the new stuff's always going to be mineral oil based. Yeah. So and, and it's an organic control, and of course our uh, our fruit expert uh, for the state, uh, Larry Stein, Dr. Larry Stein, who worked closely with Jerry, um, says that that is the one the the one most important factor limiting productions in his his opinion of backyard fruit. Okay. Because the scale, the scale insects, we kind of overlook. It's important with citrus too. Yeah, that's right. Jerry brings this up. Uh, we it's obvious on peach trees. You got that white fluffy. Yeah. In fact, I was looking for a picture. Uh, somebody that sent me uh, six photos. What is this white stuff? It's yeah. just, uh, I mean, it was just. It was. It was when, it, when it gets that thick. You're in trouble. That's right. Speaking of citrus trees, yeah, uh, we have our second order of citrus coming in. Oh, good. Uh, this should be in this week. So we'll get back in stock on lemons and, uh, and a lot of, uh, many of the varieties that we're out of, uh, hopefully sometime this week. Yeah, good. A lot of people are interested in the lemons. They are, and uh, I recommend everybody read your article. Yeah, good. I told a couple people to come up here and talk to you about it, but I don't think they did. Uh. <laughs> And uh, real Why quick. did they hear about what it's like to talk to him? Maybe. Uh, <laughs> or was it Milton? Milton what did. I do? He's the one who sends them away crying. Yeah. No, but that he was is, a long <laughs> time ago. He has practiced it, and he's gone off the charm Yeah, he's, yeah. he's better. Yeah. Um, and real quick before we have to go to break, what's happening here next weekend? Oh, let's see. We've got a rodeo event. Yeah, so we're going to we celebrate got, the rodeo tomato. We got music. We got chili. We got face painting. We got balloon art. And I'm missing something. David Rodriguez. Yeah, David, there you go. We have, well, he's part of that yeah. farm culture, too. Uh, David will be here, and he's going to be doing an adult seminar from 10 to 1130. 1130, And it's going to be um, on uh, fixing up your yard from winter damage, what to cut what to trim, when to do it, what to fertilize it with to get a good spring recovery. And if you uh, buy your uh, rodeo tomatoes right, on this Saturday, uh, that money, a portion or all of that money goes all to... All that money for the four-and-a-half-inch pot that we sell that day will go to benefit the kids. Yeah, youth garden. Youth garden program. Of- at May, you know, our- I'm glad you can remember that. I just remember kids. <laughs> it's just kids. Kids benefit. Uh, the, uh, the youth gardening effort in the... San Antonio is huge and one of the best around. And because of support from places like Milburgers, is the reason we can do it. And they have good chili, too. Yeah, the, the folks. We were on that yesterday. <laughs> it was cold. And, and, we, and we will have fritos for chili? the people that want yeah, uh, fritos. Yeah. Yep, and drinks, too. Yes, yes. From 11 o'clock till the pot runs dry, so don't be waiting. Just come on over here as soon as you can and uh, enjoy the fun. Uh, get your rodeo tomatoes and visit with us. We'll be up on the porch, so you can come by and say hi. And uh, you can meet Trace out here. Say hi to Trace. Yeah. I'll, be, I'll be, be wearing my burnt orange shirt. All right. <laughs> Is that chili uh, for a dollar donation to the food bank? It's for a donation to the food bank. Okay. okay. There are people that uh, put out more than yeah, a dollar. So, yeah, so, yeah, you just whatever's in your heart. You know, you know, we had a little discussion of uh, identifying that variety of uh, snapdragon over there, that beautiful variety that's really unbelievable colors. Guess who was right? Yeah. Snapshot. <laughs> like a steel trap, baby. 
Yeah. I saw the tag yesterday, and I still remembered. Rusty steel trap. Yeah, rusty steel trap. <laughs> slowly it closed. But if you have... You, have, yeah, uh, you need to see these. Yeah, you need to see these colors. They're unbelievable. And these are these are a, a smaller Snapdragon. I mean, they would work... Uh, you got little containers. Um, I saw some people were looking at... Uh, Pots, to, fancier pots to put, put yeah, them, yeah, put them in, and that, that's really ideal. And let's see, Jerry, what do you estimate? We got three more months yeah. of bloom with the snapdragons. Now, what, what I'll ask you guys: when those when those blooms that we're looking at now uh, fade out, uh, should there if they cut them back, they'll rebloom again this spring, right? Yeah, they yes. do. Yeah, and they do a really cut the good, blooms off. Yeah. You, they're not a, they're not as uh, uh, obvious uh, uh, needing deadheading as zinnias. Oh, okay. The only time they are, of course, is when that that January cold spell comes and the blooms off. Made all the most of the snapdragons in the gardens around the San Antonio are, are back in bloom now, but I I never seem to notice then during the spring bloom period when they're. I, I notice them mostly in uh, April and May. Yeah. Okay. That's that's when they're, and that's when the customers really come in. And, what is this? I want some of these. Oh. <laughs> oh, you you notice the blooms, but you don't know the, you don't really have to be a conscientious deadheader on right. the snapdragon. Okay. Guys, I got to take a break. So two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Not a hard break, is it? No, but we're behind on our. Oh, okay. Our soft break. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. But it doesn't matter. Our sponsor's right up here. I know. Well, well, you can stay with us if you like, or if you're busy, you, you decide. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on nine thirty a.m. The answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 Mboverde Road. All right, I want to tell you something that's happening at Millburgers this month on February 15th. Mark your calendars. It's a day of fun and a day of learning. And maybe the learning will be fun, too. David Rodriguez will be at Millburgers teaching you the spring cleanup to-dos for your lawn and landscape. If you want your landscape to look great this spring, you need to be there at 10 o'clock to 1130 on Saturday the 15th at Millburgers and enjoy David's free presentation on spring spring cleanup to-dos for your lawn and landscape. And then all through the day, Millburgers will be celebrating the Rodeo and the Rodeo Tomato. The Rodeo Tomato for 2020 will be announced and available for sale and there'll be free chili, Fritos, and drinks from 11 till the pot runs dry. The Texas Weather Band will be there playing your very favorite country music from 11 to 3. There's pony rides, a petting zoo, and much, much more. For more information, go to MillburgerNursery.com and we'll see you February 15th. Who's going to be at the San Antonio Stock Show and Rodeo uh, on this Tuesday? Guess what? I got a pair of tickets to you. If you're the first caller with the correct answer to this one, we talked about the Rodeo Tomato today. We talked about it yesterday. Uh, the first person that can tell me the name of the Rodeo Tomato for 2020 
and it's not Fred, uh, <laughs> will win a pair of tickets uh, that you pick up here at the nursery. Uh, we'll tell you more about how to get them and stuff, but call me now at 210-308-8867. Give Al a ring, and we'll see if we can't get a winner. 210-308-8867. What is the name of the Rodeo Tomato for 2020? And uh, you could win, you're the first caller, a pair of tickets to Lauren Elena. And it's not catfish. It is not catfish. <laughs> we determined that. <laughs> All right. Yesterday. 210-308-8867. What else is going on, Trace? Uh, what do you get a lot of questions about? Oh, you were going to say uh, something. I don't know. Pre, pre-emergence. We, we, okay. we were on that, and we, we kind of oh. moved away. Okay. So it's, uh, I, think it's, I think it's time. Uh, you put the pre-emergence out. Uh, again, a pre-emergence is like insurance. You never know if you're going to need it until it's already too late. So get your pre-emergence out so you have less weeds popping up for this spring. Um, and the one that we we have advertised is a good one, but mm-hmm. but there is some problems in the real world with some of the other ones. So yeah, bring that up again, uh, real quick. Amaze, which is a, a very popular pre-emergent, very well rounded. The manufacturing plant in China burned down. Oh and no! And so there's a very limited amount, and uh, so if that's your favorite pre-emergent, you need to buy now and probably stock up for at least the fall, and then maybe they'll have the plant. Back in uh, built back up by then. It didn't oh, okay. have anything to do with that coronavirus. No, this was like six months ago. <laughs> oh, okay. No, that's also uh, the same company that does or Amaze does XL. XL two G. Oh, wow. so it's the same chemical. Didn't it all came from the, that one plant? So uh, oh, which are Lord. which are my favorite uh, for sandburrs? Yeah. Yeah. Very, very effective for sale. Hey, speaking of sandwich. being, uh, so that's here at the nursery. If they wanted to order it, they can kind of have you, you bet put we it can, aside. We can hold it. We can hold it, uh, and I encourage everybody that does use that pre-emergent specifically. Uh, again, very limited numbers, and uh, but we have it. 210-497-3760. 210-497-3760 is the number for Mill Burgers here. And uh, they'll set you up and put it aside, and then you come pick it up in the next couple of days. Hey, speaking of insurance, talking about uh, as close as you can get to termite insurance, it's also a great uh, uh, time to be proactive and uh, make sure you don't have termites before they start swarming, and then make <laughs> sure uh, your home is protected from termites and termite damage. The way to do that, called Spider-Man, Termite, and Pest Control. Spider-Man, Termite, and Pest Control, 210-656-3721, Warren. Remy, you'll love Warren working with him, and the gang over there have been doing uh, this, and um, they um, have been doing this since 1976, and they can help you with all kinds of pest problems at 210-308. That's our number. At uh, When you call them, sorry, <laughs> I changed too soon. We'll, we'll, we'll. 210-656-3721. Yeah, we would if you want to. We'll, we'll, we'll connect you to Warren. But also ask about a mosquito control or rodent control. And you'll find them online at GoSpiderManPest.com. GoSpiderManPest.com. Yesterday we we were uh, talking about how wonderful the uh, Balmoss is as a, as a unique Central Texas there you go. Uh, plant, epiphyte. But a lot of people don't like the looks of it. Uh, so if you don't, if you, you want it treated, you, you know there is a way to treat it with coside and uh, Spider-Man and uh, companies like his will do uh, treat it for you too. Yeah, a lot, a lot of people think that, and with good reason, think that Balmos is killing the tree, damaging the tree. 
All right, Franklin on the line at 210-308-8867. Frank, we'll take, Franklin, we'll take your question first, and then we'll see if you want to win a pair of tickets to see Laura and Elena at the rodeo. What's going on, Franklin? Yep, are you there? What a beautiful day in Central Texas, eh? Yeah, it is. Very nice. What you up to? I don't know why Jerry's so down on that ball. It's just sad. It's, it's such a creative little little plant, you know. Uh, crackers of the world over would appreciate ball moss. You've got a fortune growing on your trees there. You don't even know it. Try to get rid of it. But uh, yeah, my he's, question is... We, we, we count on him, him being just playing a game and being facetious about uh, that. We, we, know, we know he's a good scientist and uh, agrees with you. Okay. We had we had a lot of good people from Tennessee come down here to help our freedom, so that's all right. <laughs> but uh, all my right. question is, have y'all got the uh, the Grandma's Yellow in or the Mrs. Dudley improved yet? Because I was in a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, Grandma's Yellow is going to be in this week, uh, and I did find some Belinda's Dream to come along oh, with that. Oh, great! Uh, and then yeah. and I, I gave you all the list of uh, antique yeah. roses, and you yeah. had Mrs. Yeah. Dudley yeah. Cross yeah. on it, but, yeah. but he said Mrs. a new Dudley version. Cross. What? I oh, it's a, a new version. version. Yeah. I don't think we have a new version. I think we just have the regular. No, I no. The, I, I like Mrs. Dudley's Cross, except it's pretty susceptible to the uh, the uh, thrips. I always had a thrip problem with that. But yeah. it got old. What can you do? <laughs> well, I okay. had that thing for thirty years. No, uh, well, hang on, they're they're talking to each other here. For, uh, yeah, it's one of my favorite oh, groups. Wow, they're conspiring. Okay. Yeah, they're trying yeah. to t- t- double check. I think. Well, yeah, it's on there, so it should it should already be out there. Oh, good. Okay. One. But uh, oh, maybe come Wednesday you'll have the uh, Grandma's uh, Yellow, too? Well, we're at the mercy of whenever they want to deliver. So I faxed okay. the order off this morning. Oh, good. Okay. And so okay. it could be Wednesday. It could be Thursday. Oh, okay. But uh, it could be Friday. Okay. So Franklin, can all know ahead of time. Before next weekend. Okay. That I can say. Could he put one aside? Okay. Uh, he can and, uh, call and they can do it. Okay. Uh, all right. I, so I just basically fill the hall up with fertilizer and let it go, right? Right, pretty much. <laughs> Very pretty cool. Much. All okay. right. And the answer to your so, question, but up with that, drum roll, please. Can you go to the rodeo well, if you win the tickets? I sure can. But uh, tomato, I hope you're selling some of those red snapper tomatoes. Yeah. Frank, yeah. that'd be a way to go. There you go. Way to go, Franklin. All right. You are our winner for right with a name now. name like that, i got to try them out. Yeah. yeah now that one's that's Tuesday night, so uh, you're gonna have to come to the store, pick that up. Yeah. Uh, so I'll, I'll yeah. have that one rose in for you, but the 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 grandma's yellow won't be until after that. that oh yeah. So don't you'll have to make two trips, which is okay. Yeah. You, you don't. Okay. Hey, we're gonna uh, we're gonna put you on hold. Stocks or something like that. How we're gonna put you on, Sounds good. We'll put you on hold. Don't oh, okay. go anywhere, and uh, we'll uh, and uh, Al will get your information. Thanks, Franklin. Okay. Y'all take care. All right. We'll give away some more in just a few minutes, but James has some questions about the Red Snapper. James, what's going on? Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Oh, pretty good. Waiting for the rain. I think I got five drops about 30 minutes uh, ago. It is the... Hey. Oh. Yes, sir. Hey, on, on the Red Snapper, is it uh, is it determinate or is it uh, indeterminate or is it determinate like the celebrity? This this year's the selection is red snapper, 
Red Snapper is a heat-setting determinate selection that produces a generous amount of large, deep red-colored fruit. Determinate. Yeah, being determinate means that it grows quickly to a full-size plant and then concentrates on producing and maturing fruit. Uh, Being a heat setter means it can set fruit even when temperatures are relatively hot. Now, uh, the uh, in the field uh, where we test them, uh, it says it's a determinant, but I, I still would classify. If you put it in cages or, or things like that, it's going to be a little bit smaller than a celebrity. Okay, so it's three, about three feet more or less. Uh, yeah, semi determinant. Okay, that's perfect for growing in the cages I have then. Hey, if I can okay, ask another good. quick one, I was thinking while, sure. while I was on hold. Um, my Choctaw pecan, of course, it's not leafed out yet. I live just a little bit south of San Antonio. But I picked up some of this. I'm looking over there. Zinc sulfate in the bag. And I right. see you can, it's best. And listen to y'all before, it's best to, to use it in a pump-up sprayer. But when do I start spraying this tree? Uh, you apply the zinc sprays uh, when the leaves are, are real small. When the leaves are when okay. it's just leafing out. Several times. Okay, when they're just starting to come out. Okay. Yeah. All right. The problem with zinc sulfate is that uh, it's hard to keep uh, agitated in the in the sprayer. So you have to keep shaking it periodically. Okay, how big is there, are your pecan, well, I bought, how, how big are, how big are your pecan trees? Oh, I've only got well, I got one of these and then I've got uh, another one that I just planted last year, so it's small. But the Choctaw's about eight years old and it's only about I'm looking at it, maybe about twelve feet tall. Okay. 12, 13 yeah. feet. So you can still manage it. Yeah, get it. Yeah, get, yeah, yeah. Uh, I can, go go to plantanswers.com and there there's a basically a formula. It's I don't know three. If everything else is possible, you you know I think it says that you do it three or four times. Right, absolutely. Okay, and then for fertilizing until after, and fertilizing after nineteen five nine after it leaves out, or should I apply it now before it's leaves you out? You can apply it now. Okay, it's apply a, it's it a, now. It's cool. a lower lease. And, uh, yeah, okay, and since it's it's supposed to rain, I guess uh, i got a half a bag of that. I guess today would be a good day to throw it out there then. Yeah, right. That would work. Okay, I appreciate it. Okay, Thanks, Chad James. We're going to take a quick break. While we do, give us a call, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Bulverde Road on 930 AM, The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Bull Road. All right, I want to tell you something that's happening at Millburgers this month on February 15th. Mark your calendars. It's a day of fun and a day of learning. And maybe the learning will be fun, too. David Rodriguez will be at Millburgers teaching you the spring cleanup to-dos for your lawn and landscape. If you want your landscape to look great this spring, you need to be there at 10 o'clock to 1130 on Saturday the 15th at Millburgers and enjoy David's free presentation on 
spring cleanup to-dos for your lawn and landscape. And then, all through the day, Millburgers will be celebrating the Rodeo and the Rodeo Tomato. The Rodeo Tomato for 2020 will be announced and available for sale, and there'll be free chili, Fritos, and drinks from 11 till the pot runs dry. The Texas Weather Band will be there playing your very favorite country music from 11 to 3. There's pony rides, a petting zoo, and much, much more. For more information, go to MillburgerNursery.com, and we'll see you February 15th. Got a little picture painted in my mind of that special, not so perfect guy my heart wants me to find. He ain't too pretty, he ain't too sweet. A little rough around the edges, hey, cute and country. Welcome back to Garden, South Texas. Earth. I'm Lauren Elena, you've heard about the commercial. All right, we've got some more tickets to give away to Colton Wall. Uh, after a little while, so uh, stay tuned for that. That's coming up next hour on Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. a young singer? I don't know much about Colton, but yeah, it looks like it. Okay. All right, 210-308-8867. You'll hear his music coming up next hour. Oh, really? You got some of his yeah, music? We, uh, yeah, don't mess with Al. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> All right, uh, 210-308-8867, the number to call to be a part of the show. 210-308-8867. Uh, they were, uh, Calvin and uh, Trace go. were fine in, uh, talking about the, uh, spraying of the dormant oil or the summer, let's see, what, what do we call it? We don't call it dormant Horticultural oil. oil. There you Horticultural go. oil sprays for the, for the, uh, fruit trees and for the, uh, shrubs. If you've got, uh. And uh, it will, it won't hurt to spray spray everything, to spray everything. And cat, didn't Calvin say it didn't kill the annuals? Not Did in my try, garden, it didn't. You tried it? Um, yeah. Now that that's the horticultural oil I have. Okay. But uh, I think that he said it, he said it contained mineral oil. So Trey said it contains okay. mineral oil, which shouldn't burn. Yeah, annuals. that's what I was thinking. Mine is paraffin. Uh, oil. Okay. But uh, that didn't bother it. Uh, yeah, you would think mineral oil wouldn't either. But the, the during, uh, questioning that because of the old, uh, the dormant oil was uh, a threat to an- oh, annual yeah. flowers. I killed I killed a bunch of annuals under my fruit trees Did with you? dormant oil. I deaded a hammer the next morning. Huh? Did it kill the weeds? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I killed everything. But uh, then they also talked about uh, first applications uh, come when the trees are in full flower bud. In other words, the buds are swelling, but for, before the buds have actually opened. Now, well, that used to be for dormant oil. But I'm, I'm wondering if this mineral oil won't affect the uh, open bud blooms. I don't know. The key is get that first application down and then kind of look at your label. and uh, Yeah, and wet. I wonder if that's on the label about uh, yeah, blooms. It should be. Yeah. Surely it is. But even even if uh, if you have scale and the blooms are open. Yeah, even my Florida King, not a lot of blooms are open. Well, that's what I mean, yeah. yeah. So I'd I'd go ahead and spray just to just to be uh, especially if on the safe side. Yeah, especially if there's scale insects showing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
That uh, that's bad when they're showing. Oh, and then, and then uh, the the other. I thought you t- were talking about the uh, two, the first spray to protect the peaches. Um, generally, uh, I've always thought of the when the petals start falling off, then you start your your weekly spray program. Right. If you want to pre- prevent yeah. the peach cuculio, right? Or yeah, and if you want to keep ahead of the stink bugs, uh, cucumber beetles too. Yeah, be recently uh, that's people have been very alarmed over the, I guess it's six-spotted uh, cucumber beetle. They feed on the bloom. Yeah. Now that's another. Maybe it could be an issue, but. Uh, it, uh, I, I never noticed that they've taken out so many that you no you lose uh, yield. Remember, only you only need ten percent of the fruit to produce a hundred percent of the crop. Just remember that. Cavendish, one blue. Uh, Doctor Lyons. Doctor Lyons, major professor, was uh, along with Blueford Hancock, uh, who since passed away, has uh, came up with that. And uh, it's, it's pretty well true. Another thing uh, that you want to be on the lookout for, especially on a day like today, is that uh, the we talked about the blue bonnets are beginning to show some bloom, but I saw your broadleaf weeds that you have ignored <laughs> all all up till now. They've been cute little low-growing plants. And in, they are beginning their big push for the spring, uh, where, where they send up stalks of uh, yellow flowers, and uh, you have to thistle. cut them with an axe. Thistle, <laughs> yeah, thistles. And yeah, thistles. And our favorite bed straw, it's beginning to make a, make a run for it. Yeah, reaching out there and grabbing your... Pets and not not just your pets, but gra- <laughs> grabbing your pant legs too. Yeah, go by. It's funny. Well, I uh, my dog brought in the first little piece of bed straw yesterday, uh, day before yesterday, and I went to pick it up, and it stuck to me. It stuck on my hand. Well, I couldn't yeah, throw I mean, it in the garbage. I can just see you. Go, yeah, I can just see you going like yeah, this. Right, yeah, right. shake his hand to get rid of the bed straw. <laughs> But you can go out and uh, weed it. In other words, just rake it up, and it sticks to itself. Yeah, then and you just weed it and pull it out. It's it's all it's it's a big plant, but it's connected at one location, one little uh, root zone. Yeah, and sometimes it's a real advantage if you got bed straw because it uh, kind of eliminates the other stuff, other weeds that are gonna. It just kind of covers the area, and so then when you get your time, you get your you go get your bed straw out of there. Yeah. Of course, it, usually there's time for the other weeds to come back. <laughs> but it's it's uh it's better to get that stuff when it's small, uh, before it starts making seed. It starts making seed. It had a little bloom on it, a little bloom on it. Uh, bed straw does. And uh, they 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 make seed kind of like uh, horse herb. They make a lot of little seed, and they start when the plant's very young. So the sooner you can get out, get rid of it, or get it out of there, the better. 
if you if you don't want to pull it, pull the weeds, and you don't know what le- what weeds are, or what plants are broad leaves in your in your St. Augustine or Bermuda lawn, or Georgia lawn, you can spray it with a weed-free zone, which is a a herbicide product that uh, oh, it kills it overnight. Uh, you definitely see something the next day. And remember, though, Jerry's talking about in the lawn because the weed-free zone does a good job with killing annual flowers. Too. And blue bottles. Yeah. yeah, it'll take blue bottles off, too. Huh. They're broad leaves. All right, we're going to take a break. While we do, give us a call at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867. Milton Glick, along with Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parsons, on the porch here at Mill Burgers at 1604 on Boulevardy Road, and ready to talk gardening with you. So give us a call, be a part of the show. We're going to take a break, get you caught up with the news, and we'll be back right after this on 930 a.m. This is The Answer. Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. We're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, toll free. It's 866-308-8867, the number to call to be a part of the show. Hey, uh, we got some more information on the 17th Gardening Essentials class. Do you want to tell them about it? You want me to tell them about it? I gave you the write-up. So, you know, this is put on each month uh, by the Gardening Volunteers of South Texas. So uh, we're going to tell you. So let's see. I'm going to read from the information that I have. Let's see. So the first, they, they, besides the camaraderie, besides the potluck, besides all the fun, the people, and all kinds of stuff, they, the main event is the presentation. The first presentation is about 12.15 to 1.15, and it uh, includes a roundtable of top tree experts, or top, three top experts from the Texas Nursery and Landscape Association who will kind of be answering questions, and it's called Hire a Pro or Do It Yourself. The panel includes uh, Billy Long, uh, Billy Long Enterprises. Uh, he's an award-winning and uh, landscaper and past chairman of the TNLA board. Uh, let's see. We've got uh, Steve Goodson, who's the current VP Region 1 of TNLA, and we have uh, Gary... Oh, man. Kozelski, I hope, uh, who is Vivid Outdoor Solutions owner. And they'll be answering your questions on um, um, all your questions on kind of whether it's better to do it yourself or bring in a professional, depending on the project. And there's a special session. Uh, Juan Solias. Juan Solias. Well. Juan Solias. S so you lost. No, is it spelled wrong? No, it's not spelled wrong, but they they, they don't pron- pronounce it that way. Oh, okay. Oh, is it a pronounce Solis? Yeah, yeah. It's with saws, right? Yeah, conservation. Yeah, Juan, yeah. Oh, Juan with saws. Okay, Solis uh, <laughs> from one thirty to four, one thirty to one forty-five. 
Uh, we'll be talking about all the uh, programs and the rewards that you can get uh, through the Conservation Department. Uh, and, uh, of course, the, then the second presentation is, uh, the water, is about the Water Saver Landscape Design School. GVST's Laura Rogers and some of her team will present information on this wonderful special school as well as answer questions, and you'll be able to sign up after the class. Plus, uh, it's free and open to the public. Donations are uh, appreciated, and they'll be requested, but, you know, and there's a potluck provided, and you can always bring items to that. For more information, go to gardeningvolunteers.org. It's at the Garden Center at 1310 North New Braunfels. So On what day? That's, that's 17th. Not, that's not this Monday. No, next Monday. Not this Monday, but a week from uh, tomorrow. Yeah. All right. We'll talk about it next week. Yeah, and I'll try to pronounce Juan's name right. Sorry, Juan. Uh, the, um, that's, uh, that SAWS website, we, we don't talk about it as much as we should probably. They get a lot of great information on there for, you know, landscape principles, uh, plants that are good to consider, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, and plus all those uh, rebates. And, uh, yeah. you know, if you take some conservation, make a conservation effort on your landscape, there's a number of... Uh, uh, rebates that you can take advantage of that that that'll be should be a good program. Yeah, it should be. And uh, gardeningvolunteers.org is the website. What's that? Oh, there's the doggy. <laughs> That's a. This is the first for our show. Yeah, the dog and they the bottom. Brought, they, people bring the. It's a medium-sized dog too. But this dog is riding on the cart on the lower level of the cart. And he's having a good time. And uh, while his masters pick out. Uh, Lettuce, and they had to buy some blue bonnets, Milton. Good. Well, dogs like blue bonnets. There you go. Cats really like blue bonnets. <laughs> and finally, after all those plantings, I'm curious to see the ones that that were buried in the makeshift litter box Uh-oh. soil, if they'll come up, if they'll push through the soil. and. Those were poppies, weren't they? Well, the poppies, uh, Laura got in and dug and put them in a container. Oh, okay. So I put blue bonnets in it, thinking they probably, remember you said they could be stomped on, so I'm going to find out if they can also be buried. <laughs> we'll find out. The cats buried them? Yes. And they're, it's not a good sign. Well, uh, just, just rake. Digging dirt up. Yeah, just rake it uh, back to where you can see the tops okay. of the blue bonnets. If okay. It's, if it's not cats, squirrels. Squir- Do squirrels like the blue bonnets? Maybe no, it's maybe well, they, just, they like anything, a soft container to hide their pecans and acorns. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah. Hey, speaking of the weather, <laughs> weren't we speaking of the weather? We were so earlier. Uh, this afternoon, and it feels like maybe the uh, winds have changed a little bit here. We're getting a little, it's getting a little blustery here at Millburgers. 50% chance of showers and thunderstorms today, um, this afternoon. High with, with a high near 72. Well, it already says 73. New rainfall amounts of less than a tenth of an inch, except higher amounts possible in thunderstorms. <laughs> Okay, that's kind of uh, all through the thing. Then tonight, a 50% chance of showers or thunderstorms. No comment. So, and then a cloudy. Uh, I'm, I'm no. in that okay. uh, sure. half an inch or whatever they say. It, feel, it feels like kind of a moist mm. breeze. Yeah. yeah, it does. It doesn't feel like it was this morning when we got here. Uh, then tomorrow, chance of showers and thunderstorms. Then showers and possibly a thunderstorm after 7 a.m., High near 68. Chance of precipitation, 80%. 
New rainfall amounts between a tenth and a quarter of an inch, except All higher. All right, That's a possible. tenth of an inch. <laughs> or a quarter. They shouldn't even, they shouldn't even recommend rain, say rain when uh-huh. it's a tenth of them. I have a feeling, I don't know, anyway. Okay, so this then, Monday night, showers likely, possibly a thunderstorm after <laughs> uh, 7 p.m. and a chance of showers and thunderstorms after 7 p.m. Chance of rain, 70%. Now this doesn't this doesn't say the tenth and a quarter of an inch. Tuesday they probably Tuesday. got embarrassed to put that on. Maybe there. so. Showers likely and possible. Oh, Tuesday we're at a chance of showers and thunderstorms. Then showers, chance of rain on Tuesday. It says eighty percent. Tuesday night chance of rain eighty <laughs> percent. Wednesday eighty uh, percent chance of rain on Wednesday. Wednesday night, 30% chance Maybe of showers. Maybe if we get enough tents, we can, a yeah. tenth of an inch, we can get an inch. This is according to weather.gov, so you can check it out on yourself. I will not take credit for the <laughs> forecast, whether it's right or wrong. I, I count on the Sinisa to give me my forecast, and I haven't seen them blooming. We need we need an uh, inch or more. Okay. Well, it's three. It's for, our waffle, for our blue bonnet. For okay. Now, if I had a weedy lawn yeah. and, and time on my hands I'd go ahead and put out weed free zone right now oh okay because the temperature is in the okay, yeah because the temperature is up and a tenth of an inch is not going to hurt anything and then we we also uh, be, would be interested in, in uh, reports of anybody we had a couple of listeners that were talking about testing weed free zone on the rescue grass yeah I'm kind of thinking of trying, doing that, too, if I remember to get some before I head out. <laughs> and also test it on larkspur. I want to, I'm betting on a larkspur not being killed uh-huh. by that stuff because mm. uh, it's so resilient. It may, may kill it down. It's a 2,4-D. It's got 2,4-D in it. But, right. uh, so you, 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 this product is available in a uh, hose-in sprayer? Hose-in sprayer, yeah. If you got easy areas that where you don't have to be real careful, or you can get the concentrate and uh, use your backpack sprayer, which is it's a little easier yeah. to be discreet about it. Trey said he likes to sell them the concentrate because they have to buy a pump-up sprayer. Or you've got that that boy is marketing. He is he? a marketer. Yes, he is. <laughs> but I like the hose-in sprayer. Okay. Because I don't like the food with that pump up. Anyway, uh, now that will not kill uh, annual bluegrass or other winter grasses. That uh, weed free zone. I think, uh, uh, you know, you and I talk about rescue grass versus annual bluegrass every year. I think the annual bluegrass is really more of it out than, uh, in, like, in my neighborhood and the places I. A lot more annual bluegrass than in past years, and and a lot of less rescue grass. I guess it must have had something to do with the uh, oh that hot dry uh, summer yeah. and the timing of the rains and everything. And uh, my bluegrass is pretty. Yeah, <laughs> annual bluegrass is pretty. It's uh, smaller, not as lush looking as the rescue grass for sure. But, Some, which is good and bad is good on a weed, you yeah. know. Yeah. 
Somebody called in and asked if our mineral oil spray would ki- would kill horse herb. Yeah, and you're. And I don't know why. I guess they were worried that it would kill the horse herb. Oh, after, yeah, if they, they sprayed probably, the tree, they probably wanted it. Yeah, yeah. But so. I th- I think some oil is used with with a uh, horse herb salad that we were talking about last week. What horse you know, herb ho- salads were we talking about? Yeah, horse herb is a uh, herb. It's an herb. It's actually good for you. Uh, to, and so, why is it good for you? <laughs> let's let's get down to you're going to make that statement. It's it's, it's a herb. Uh huh. It's so darn tough though. You'd it's have, good you'd for have horses. Have good <laughs> it's good for horses. It's good for folks. I'm going to Google the nutritional value of horse herb. Okay, there you go. <laughs> I suspect you won't see anything. <laughs> I suspect even Google won't have anything. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, the deer like it. Yeah. Uh, Calvin was telling us an interesting thing about uh, mistletoe and deer. Oh, that's we, right. We had a... Uh, <laughs> you, uh, you, we need to put that on there. Yeah. One of our one of our readers, uh, we wrote about uh, mistletoe the, uh, yesterday in the paper. And uh, mentioned the fact that it was has some toxicity for people and dogs and cats. You know, it's an issue someplace. Uh, veterinarians have brought it up. Uh, so it's a real, a real issue in toxicity. And in livestock, it's uh, they they don't like it uh, around livestock either. But uh, our reader said the deer go wild over it, just like the birds. The birds like it. Yeah. Uh, but. He said he was doing his uh, every few years to, to get get rid of the, you know, to cut it all off yeah. and put it in a big pile. <laughs> and the next day, the deer had eaten it, uh, the entire the thing. The whole pile, huh? Yeah, and then I went and checked the uh, the Internet to see. And, uh, yeah, it's a common, it's known that the deer really like huh. it. So, interesting. So I wonder why it's not toxic to deer. Well, it's... Uh, Actually, there was an explanation there. I didn't read it this time, but I remembered it. Uh, the the digestive uh, process. Yeah, different. Yeah, the, the, it was not like a, the cattle where it's. Oh, okay. Yeah, this, uh, I don't know. Well, when, one, of straight, them, one of them sits. Yeah, one of them sits. Straight line digestive there. system. Like a bird. Hmm. Okay. Just interesting. But you want, wouldn't want to use it like a, a horse herb. Maybe. No. No. I'll, I'll avoid eating either both of them. Now. What did you find on the computer? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Here, here, here's what I did. Typed out. So Dennis, we'll put the, we'll give this to Dennis because he's good at this. <laughs> Nutritional value of horse herb. I got. Can you feed your horses herbs? Uh. <laughs> Is parsley good for horses? Is lemongrass good for horses? Oh uh, yes. Do horses eat ragweed? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I found nothing on horse herb. So try, uh, try that on. Uh, Mistletoe, will you? That nutrition? Really? <laughs> For what? For horses? No, no just just say a nutritional value of mistletoe. mistletoe. There you go. Because <laughs> uh, you know it, uh, the birds like it so much, and then uh, now the fact that the these deer the deer <laughs> are involved. Okay, according to Springer dot com. In general, mistletoe was low in protein, moderate in fiber, high in minerals, uh, 
as long as the, a lack of deleterious effects on health and performance is shown in feeding trials. Oh, well, I don't know what it's and and what does ruminant feeding mean? Cat, um, That's a, a cattle. Cattle. Oh, okay. Has potential as a dietary component. There you rumin, go. Ruminant feeding. Huh. They need to update their horse herb. Oh, maybe too. so. <laughs> We've talked. Wow. Uh oh. <laughs> well, according to indigoherbs.co.uk, it's a nervine. It will calm suit. I don't know. I don't even want to read this because I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to get encouraged. Stimulate by. any. Uh, on on researched kind of yeah. experiments. Research it yourself. <laughs> Wait make, a minute. Make, make your own decisions. By eating some? Is that the way you do? And then on the nutritional value. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna be careful here. I don't want people to start going out and eating eat mistletoe. Do you know why those blue bonnets are bigger than the ones in your yard, Milton? How come? The ones we're selling? Because they're in a pot. They're in a pot, and they were fertilized every time they were watered. Oh. Okay. You know, people uh, in the old days, and maybe some still do, don't need, don't believe that you need to fertilize a certain wildflower. Well, need, need, need maybe isn't the right word. You, you, uh, not necessary. That benefit, yeah. Don't think that fertilizer benefits. Right, right. Which there it, you go. which yeah, which you've shown that fertilizer benefits. Blue bonnets. Blue bonnets. Big just, time. Yeah. But we don't fertilize things like uh, cosmos. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We've been told not to fertilize cosmos because it makes the plants grow uh, long even, and leggy. Yeah, even more uh, unmanageable. Yeah. <laughs> What about uh, our larkspur friends? Are they? I don't know. We uh, they get big and unmanageable without. Yeah. Well, of course. They do. But I can really see the difference. Those that are uh, naturalized within the raised bed yeah, where it's been for, fertilized, right. yeah. compared to those that are outside out there in the uh, the. Um, yeah, they uh, get, the uh, plants are bigger or oh, they gosh. bloom more. Yeah, the plants are bigger and they bloom more. Yeah. Yeah. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Before we take a break, I want to talk to you about the folks over at Wild Birds Unlimited on Northwest Military and Hebner Road. And um, it's a great day to head on over there, learn about all this, the uh, species of birds and other wildlife that are uh, active in San Antonio or will be coming through, whether it's butterflies or whether it's birds, and then how you can uh, best create a plan to enjoy them. Uh, that's the cool thing about Wild Birds Unlimited. Kyle is over there doing a great job. Uh, Bill is over there occasionally. But Kyle's the new owner, and you'll like dealing with him. He's got some fun people there that are super friendly. Check out the the, the uh, pepper-flavored uh, seeds and suet, too, if you okay. want, if you're having trouble with squirrels. Yeah, and they'll help you with all that, all that problems, too. So that's that's the cool thing is you're dealing with people one that love what they do and two that are knowledgeable and it's fun because uh when you go over there in fact if you go over there if you're new to it 
just give it about 10 minutes and you will see somebody who's been in there lots of times before. They'll start bragging on what's in their yard. They'll help you out even if you haven't asked them. It's kind of a fun family atmosphere over there at Wild Birds Unlimited Great Sea. Even, even with Bill Phoenix, hanging out? Even with Bill hanging out. Bill loves helping people. <laughs> Bill, Bill really does. He loves his stuff. So Bill will even help you out, too. Yeah, he, I know he uh, always interferes with my presentations. There, so. <laughs> now with the new owner, maybe That's I can funny, get That's funny, because Bill said he made them better. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, now we're getting too sad. I bet they story. have sparrow feed over there. We will have to, we'll call Kyle and ask if they have they sparrow feed. They go. even have squirrel feed or feed yeah, over there. So. Depends on what you want, and they'll help you out with it. Uh, from uh, they have yard art and decorations and feeders and purple martin season is on the way. They can help you with that at Wild Birds Unlimited, Northwest Military, and Hebner right there at Almas Creek Shopping Center. Uh, but you can give them a call. The number is 210-497-2473 or, oddly enough, 210-497-BIRD. So give them a call and uh, talk to them and say hi from all of us here at Millburgers. We're going to take a break and come back in a moment on 9.30 a.m. This is The Answer. It's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 Emboldy Road. All right, I want to tell you something that's happening at Millburgers this month on February 15th. Mark your calendars. It's a day of fun and a day of learning. And maybe the learning will be fun, too. David Rodriguez will be at Millburgers teaching you the spring cleanup to-dos for your lawn and landscape. If you want your landscape to look great this spring, you need to be there at 10 o'clock to 1130 on Saturday the 15th at Millburgers and enjoy David's free presentation on spring Bring cleanup to-dos for your lawn and landscape. And then, all through the day, Millburgers will be celebrating the Rodeo and the Rodeo Tomato. The Rodeo Tomato for 2020 will be announced and available for sale. And there'll be free chili, Fritos, and drinks from 11 till the pot runs dry. The Texas Weather Band will be there playing your very favorite country music from 11 to 3. There's pony rides, a petting zoo, and much, much more. For more information, go to MillburgerNursery.com and we'll see you February. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The answer, all right. Uh, it's, that's, uh, I think, Colton Wall. Yeah, that's who's going to be there at the rodeo, the stock show and rodeo, Wednesday, this Wednesday, uh, February 12th. Do I have that right? Yeah. All right, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to give you another chance to win a pair of tickets. So 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Here's the trivia question. According to Dr. Jerry Parsons, yeah. you only need a certain percentage of the blooms Am I right? Right. To have 100% of the crop. You've heard him say it a dozen times. A certain percent of the fruit. Well, the fruit. I'm sorry, the fruit. Yeah, okay, sorry. A certain percentage of the blooms to have a 100% of the fruit. For a crop, yeah. Crop, okay, okay. 
You say it, but don't give the answer. <laughs> okay, so what percentage is that? 210-308-8867. First caller to tell us the answer will win. 210-308-8867. All right. All right, that's a good question. Thank you. I thought of it when you were saying it. <laughs> uh, so if you were listening a while ago, we told you. Yeah. The, uh, I don't know. All right, we're looking for something. <laughs> Where's my, okay. Uh, Niels Perry had his, uh, had on his show, uh, uh, Dr. George Ray McKitchen of Texas A&M. Yeah. Uh, I, th- I don't know if he, he, he t- taught over there quite a bit, uh, quite a long time after the, uh, after he, uh, retired. Uh, he was teaching the pecan pecan course, and he helps with the pecan short course. He helps Dr. Larry Stein, but uh, Neil has him on his uh, on his show periodically. Mm-hmm. And a couple of weeks ago is when he had uh, George Ray on uh, with him, talking about uh, pecans and things. Uh, they got a, the the most common question that they got was, I had a huge crop of pecan, but why were so few filled out? Mm. Ooh. And uh, <laughs> the Dr. McKitchen explained that that in July and August are the months when pecans enlarge and fill out. July and August. A consistent supply of water during those months is essential. Water travels to the far ends of the shucks and then comes back into the kernels where it allows them to grow to full size. If you have a pecan variety that produces large fruit, and especially if you are in shallow soil, drought can be especially hard on yield. It is imperative that you water frequently, certainly weekly, preferably a couple of times weekly, and deeply. Uh, With that in mind, uh, not all landscapes are suitable for pecans, how planting pecans, if you need if you plan to get pecan nut. And uh, definitely not all varieties are suitable. And you probably, if you weren't going to get nuts, <laughs> would you plant pecan for a shade tree? No. Probably not, yeah. <laughs> because of certain insects and... Uh, yeah, unless you like uh, sticky aphid poop over everything. Yeah. Oh, and then, and then branches fall down. It, you know, <laughs> So it's a, it's a it's a when I write when I do my list of uh, these are probably not shade trees you want to grow oh. pecan is on is on it usually but there's folks that do like it yeah it depends on like I say uh, the depth of the soil that you're yeah. trying to grow it in all right uh, we, yeah the rocky soils are not good we got Lloyd on the line who's going to try to answer our trivia question at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven Hey there, Lloyd. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today? Well, doing good. Uh, 
I believe that answer would be 10. 10? Or 100. 10% be 100. There you go. Ten, Way ten, to go, ten, Lloyd. Ten. You did good. All right. I know. Do you... <laughs> there you go. There you go. What a beauty. What's that? Uh, what did he say while ago about Melinda's dream? Do you have those in, or will they be in next, this week? Uh, do you remember? Which one? Hey, when Trace was talking about the roses that he got in, he mentioned Melinda's oh, dream. Uh, the... He's got some in now, and he's hoping uh, he's pretty confident Grandma's yellow. And but he's got a few, he ordered a few Belinda's dreams. Oh, good. Okay. And uh, he said uh, probably probably as early as Wednesday and probably Friday. Yeah, you could oh, okay. you could call ahead on the tickets that you won. You pick them up here, so you could call ahead and maybe try to make one trip. But otherwise, you'll have to make two. Hey, Lloyd, we're going to put you on hold. Oh, yes, sir. What's up? Yep, we're going to put you on hold, and uh, then uh, we're going to have uh, Al get your information and send us back to us. Congratulations. Okay, we'll give away some more in just a few minutes. 210-308-8867. Talking about uh, getting things in, uh, Millburgers Pecans, uh, the nursery pecans are already uh, in the available. And I'm glad to say that none of them, uh, most of them, will have a good chance of filling out their nuts. Oh, good. If, if, but if you, if you, that <laughs> Calvin went nuts, did he? <laughs> oh, wow, yeah. He's got a project for today. Uh, well, this is, well, when you get done with that the, topic, with yeah. it, this is kind of an interesting <laughs> opportunity here at Millburgers on that uh, weed-free zone we keep talking about. Because you can get... You can get the big containers, relatively, you know, yeah. higher price, or you can get you can get these smaller containers that uh, both the, uh, um, well, and there's the big hose-in sprayers, but there's also a spray-on, and then there's a small concentrate too. So if you don't have a huge landscape, or if you just want to experiment, see if they work in your landscape as good as they seem to work in Jerry's. Uh, there, there's that opportunity here at Millburgers. Yeah, we're talking, anyway. <laughs> you know, we're talking about a, a relatively inexpensive uh, size containers for the for this product, uh, so you can test it. Yeah, it it probably knocked back uh, horse herb. You think so? But yeah. don't it? It won't kill it all. It'll come back from seed and <laughs> maybe from plant. Uh, I did that to tell our little lady, that Evelyn. Evelyn has got it in her in her that she loves so much, Horford. Uh and and Milton's gonna find recipes for us. I'm gonna try, or, uh, or Dennis is gonna Dennis, try. Yeah, Dennis will have much more success than I. But will. anyway, the pecans that we're selling here uh, is Sh- one called Cheyenne, which is one is my favorite. One of my favorite. Uh, Ch- uh, Choctaw, Pawnee, Desirable, uh, Kiowa, all good. And they also sell Mohawk, which used to be a highly recommended variety, but uh, they are, they're having trouble with it filling out. So if you're in a shallow soil and can't irrigate regularly uh you Mo- need to 
Mohawk wouldn't be the one. Mohawk's not the good one. But they got Pawnee, Pawnee too. They've got they? Pawnee. And one of that, the advantage of Pawnee is that a relatively small tree and uh, yields uh, harvest in se- September. It's one of the first to produce uh, nuts and also has a reputation of being uh, aphid free. Yeah. Uh, it, said, it says on the Pawnee. Uh, Good for drier areas recommended by our local agricultural extension office for Bear County. So those are some good ones that you can try. Again, I like Shine. Desirable. And Desirable. desirable, Pretty reliable, yeah. It's kind of the celebrity of the pecans. Yeah, the neat thing about Desirable is that... uh, it it uh, it doesn't sell a lot of fruit, or a lot of nuts, uh, and so it bears some every year. And it's not extremely thin shells, so the birds, or the crows, uh, won't bother it that much. And uh, like I said, it bear it bears some every year. It doesn't sell a huge crop, so it bears some every year. So it's better have a little bit than uh, than a lot. Well, and it's it's uh, more in, in tune with the the situation that we have in urban areas now. You can't really have a spray program. You yeah, can't, you yeah. can't have a a uh, strong irrigation program. So desirable is a good choice. Desirable or Pawnee or Cheyenne, uh, those those uh, varieties that make a living, even if you can't be. As yeah. generous as you'd wow. like. Um, Neil, guess what Neil's promoting in this today, uh, yesterday's paper? Hmm. That uh, it's time. He says it's time to plant Irish potatoes. Oh wow! And Calvin's had that in his deal for two, three, a couple of weeks now, in that. Uh, and this week in the garden. I finally got mine planted. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Neil talked about how he likes, uh, uh, he, he says, uh, the question was, are there any se- secrets to succeeding with them? I've not had the best success in past years. Now, mo- a lot of people, uh, the problem they're having is they plant the russet or the baking potato that you eat. And uh, you'll do a lot better with uh, the red red or, uh, and white. Pontiac. And- uh, Pontiac, Ken- uh, Kennebec is white. And uh, then you will uh, the russet types. Uh, you want to plant uh, Irish potatoes about four weeks before the average date of your last killing freeze in your area. That's that's about right. Yeah. March, maybe a little earlier. Ten or eleven. Here. Yeah. They need to be planted in a raised beds uh, with well draining soil. And uh, you can plant the, uh, plant them uh, fairly close together, ten to twelve inches. In trenches, which should be 36 inches apart. 
keep them moist and fertilize them monthly with a complete and balanced granular fertilizer. I've never. <laughs> that's a little. I, I fertilize that uh, with slow release lawn fertilizer. Yeah, that that takes soil care. prep. Uh, but uh, yeah, I've never uh, heard that recommendation before in terms of potatoes. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Roland Roberts uh, used to be uh, the High Plains vegetable specialist uh, up around Lubbock and Mule Shoe and all all those places where they grow a lot of potatoes. And they grow the russets up there, too. Uh, But he did uh, a lot of uh, experimentation and testing of fertilization of uh, our uh, sweet Irish potatoes. And uh, mainly he was trying to prove that they don't need as much fertilizer as, as the growers were applying. And, uh, and he proved it, of course. That didn't change their minds. But uh, uh, through his, uh, especially phosphorus, uh, he said they didn't need near as much phosphorus mm-hmm. as they were using. But uh, they... They fertilize uh, commercial fields with uh, with trucks that that uh, broadcast uh, broadcast uh, large amounts of fertilizer in the area that they're going to plant. But they grow across the row, across the rows. So uh, that makes testing of fertilizer rates kind of difficult. Uh, when the when the grower is <laughs> going across the road like that, and you know, putting a lot of fertilizer. You and I always talk about our. You can't expect the same yield here as you might get in Minnesota or Iowa or, or Idaho or Maine uh, or even uh, Lubbock. But uh, you think, Jerry, if uh, you know we were trenching in the in the uh, raised bed. Uh, what do you what do you think about at the bottom of the trench if that soil has gotten a little compacted? Do you think that reduces the um, reduces the yield quite a bit? Well, uh, the, the potatoes are on on Irish potatoes are produced above the seed piece. Uh, if if you look, sense. yeah, above the seed piece that you plant, and uh, that's why you plant the uh, seed seed piece. Uh, fairly deep, and then put, uh, then put uh, put soil around it as or mulch around it as they as they grow out of there. Yeah, because that's where they're going to initiate the uh, the potato. But uh, uh, a loose soil is is helpful. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, because I was remembering the uh, Minnesota the soils that they were. Had no nutrition in them, basically, but they were very oh yeah uh, loose, yeah. loose soils. Um, I I had some of my best pl- uh, potatoes produced. What was? <laughs> oh, almost got almost petted the cat. Milton. Oh no! Okay. <laughs> but uh, uh, but I grew the best potatoes I ever grew in a container in potting mix, huh. and also in. Uh, in rows filled or or trenches or furrows between the rows filled with compost, 
and so and you you've heard of probably people growing them in hay bales, bales of hay. Uh, as long as you keep them fertilized with a water-soluble fertilizer, uh, and keep that seed piece well below the surface of the orga- the material you're growing them in. What do you think about mounding? Yeah, right. That, mounding works too. You can mound them with soil or or uh, uh, garden soil, or you can mound them with. Uh, uh, compost or moss. Yeah, that that mounding is basically the same as growing them in a uh, container with. You're right, so, absolutely. Yeah. All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. We got to take a break, but while we do, you give us a call at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven, and we're going to give away a pair of tickets to caller number three at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven to see. Laura and Elena on uh, Tuesday pick up your tickets at Mill Burgers, but uh, Al will take your uh, stuff. Uh, caller number three will win 210 308 8867. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 Mboverde Road. All right, I want to tell you something that's happening at Millburgers this month on February 15th. Mark your calendars. It's a day of fun and a day of learning. And maybe the learning will be fun, too. David Rodriguez will be at Millburgers teaching you the spring cleanup to-dos for your lawn and landscape. If you want your landscape to look great this spring, you need to be there at 10 o'clock to 1130 on Saturday the 15th at Millburgers and enjoy David's free presentation on Spring cleanup to-dos for your lawn and landscape. And then, all through the day, Millburgers will be celebrating the Rodeo and the Rodeo Tomato. The Rodeo Tomato for 2020 will be announced and available for sale. And there'll be free chili, Fritos, and drinks from 11 till the pot runs dry. The Texas Weather Band will be there playing your very favorite country music from 11 to 3. There's pony rides, a petting zoo, and much, much more. For more information, go to MillburgerNursery.com and we'll see you February 15th. And welcome back to Mill Burgers Garden in South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The answer will announce our winner in just a second and then give you another chance to win right after that. 210-308-8867. You three people called in? Well, they did. All right. Al's taking that number down right now. I appreciate it. 210-308-8867. <laughs> uh, Neil finished up his uh, Irish potato article about it said when plants start to bloom, you will have new potatoes forming, uh, and that's that's Neil's favorite uh, harvesting size. When the tops start to die down, you will have baking size potatoes, or mashed potato size potatoes. Uh, another thing, when they start to bloom, you can tell what color the potatoes are, because red potatoes have red blooms. Oh, really? And white potatoes have white Oh, that's kind of neat. Yeah. Farmer told me that. Okay. Okay. (laughs) They should know. Yeah. Yeah, And you could see it in the field. And I impressed people from then on. I'm guessing that's going to be a red one. There you go. I don't know. Uh, I just feel it. Got that feel of of the red one. (laughs) 
Uh, Neil also had a uh, interesting question. It said, uh, "My crepe myrtles had those awful scale insects on the trunks last year." Now I think uh, there had been some scale spotted on scape uh, crepe myrtles in San Antonio area, but uh, not like they have in uh, uh, Dallas Fort Worth area. I followed your guidelines and used imidacloprid. Imidacloprid. It did a perfect job of getting rid of them. My question is now is this year, do I need to wait until I see them or should I apply at preventive? As preventative. Um, and uh, Neil gives them a pretty short, short answer. Uh, that is that uh, they've, they've done research and they find that you should apply imidacloprid as a soil drench in early to mid-May. And that stops the populations uh, from growing that season. Now, check that label because that's that's for crepe myrtles, not necessarily for fruit trees. Yeah. And uh, that will also control aphids. Uh, I think it is systemic applied like that. So uh, if you had aphids on your crepe myrtle last year, they were secreting that uh, that sap or uh, honeydew that made the bottom leaves or the limbs black. Uh, you need to apply this imidacloprid. I talked to Trace. We have it under numerous brands, he says. Ortho has one. Uh, Bear has one. Yeah, do the again. You got to look at that label instructions. Because yeah, to see you, how to dr- use it as a drench. Yeah, because if you got a Basham's Party Pink, it's a little different application than if you've got one that's a six a short foot, six foot or an eight yeah. foot. All right, I, I never have done that, but uh, uh, they swear it works. Before we talk to our winner, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. I want to tell you real quick about deck and patio care. That deck you have out there could look like new again, or you can make sure it stays looking like new when you trust Barry Hagendorf of deck and patio care. Go to the website. That's the best sales uh uh, tool he's got because Barry has lots of information, including pictures. And those pictures will tell the whole story there. You can see the before and after picture. The before, which is gray and dark and looks meh. And the after picture, which is bright and cheerful and brown again. And it's just like it looked like when it was new. He started doing this in 1985, and he has become a... Uh, a geek as far as it concerns uh, patio care and deck care. Uh, Barry Hagendorf of Deck and Patio Care. Check him out, deckandpatiocare.com, or if you're ready, call him, 822-9147, 210-822-9147 for Deck and Patio Care. All right, Lisa is on the line at 210-308-8867. She's our winner of the tickets, but she also has a question. Hi, Lisa. Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Good. Thank you for asking. I'm doing great. How can we help you? Yes. Well, I have um, planted a lemon, a Myers lemon tree for three years, and the one that I planted, it died. Well, I'm pretty sure it's going to be dead because all of the 
branches are dry after that last freeze. And I was thinking maybe if I planted it up against a fence, do you think maybe that would be more helpful? Because supposedly a Myers lemon tree can tolerate weather down to 20 degrees. That's what I thought. But it's not working. Yeah, who said it was it would tolerate it down to 20? On the tag, I thought it said that, but I don't know. Uh, if that's yeah, true. Yeah, you're right. We haven't had that experience. You uh, any anything under uh gosh, 28 may be uh, you be leaf damage and if you get down there in the uh lower 20s, you'll get some stem damage too. So so yeah, Meyer lemon and Mexican lime. If we quite often will recommend you uh, grow those in containers so that they stay relatively small, and you can cover them and provide a heat source if you need to. Now, some people do have them in kind of sheltered locations, but they also also have to be ready to to cover them if you have a really cold spell. But I'm I'm with you. I really like the the Meyer lemons. But they are a little temperamental on the cold. Yeah. But right. they're better than limes. Not e- yeah, easier than limes. Mm-hmm. Yes, I gave up on the key limes. I, I mean, they do live for one year, and they did get a lot of limes, but they died. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thanks. Yes. Thanks, Thank Lisa. You. You take care. Bye, Lisa. All right. And uh, we've got one more pair of tickets to give away to Colton Wall, who's going to be at the rodeo on Wednesday, and we're just going to make it easy. First caller right now, 210-308-8867. All right. We're not messing around. 210-308-8867. We'll win a pair of tickets to the rodeo to enjoy all the rodeo activities. And Colton Wall, February 12th, starting at 7 o'clock. So give us a call, 210-Al's waiting, 210-308-8867. Uh, on I've updated our topics of the month on plantanswers.com. And uh, if you go to plantanswers.com, the website, under topics of the month, which are the topics are in red, uh, you can see the write-up uh, that Calvin did last weekend on, uh, on the Red Snapper Rodeo Tomato. And uh, I still have the uh, weed identification link on there, uh, so a lot, a lot of people, uh, a lot of people want to identify the weed that they're getting ready to kill with uh, <laughs> weed-free zone. But that's not necessary because uh, it'll kill all broadleaf weeds when you spray it on. And it'll kill blue curl. And yeah, and it'll kill uh, uh, blue, blue bonnets, too. Yeah. I, I want some people to try it on uh, larkspur mm-hmm. and see if it'll kill larkspur. And rescue grass. <laughs> yeah, and rescue grass. But uh, if you want to know what kind of weed you got, uh, the, that, uh, again... On the topics of the month is a link of, uh, entitled Weed Identification, and that's linked to a Texas A&M uh, website that actually pictures the weeds uh, that you can click on and, and blow up to a larger size. And also I left on there the pruning fruit and nut trees, 
as well as pruning landscape plants, as well as pruning roses. Uh, those are all our articles that uh, are left on there. Because uh, then they, then they, uh, we're going to prune our roses. Usually we talk about pruning roses around February, uh, around Valentine's. Don't well, we? in the old days we used to, but I've, uh, for a few years we. Uh, March 1st is not too late, as I think we've said. Oh, okay. But uh, I, I remembered that, too, that for the longest time it was Valentine's yeah, Day. It was easy to remember because yeah. you're giving roses at Valentine's. But uh, that's got some information and some drawings on there that you might want to look at. And then I've got uh, the complete write-up of uh, Laura Bush Petunia, how it, how it came to be. And a lot of pictures, a lot of pictures are rotating on the uh, front page of uh, PlantAnswer.com. Well, and plus Mil- Milton here is an expert on the. There blues. you go. On which one? Malar Bush. Laura Bush. Oh, I sure like mine. <laughs> hey, Sherry's on the line. She's a uh, uh, our winner. We'll g- I'll get her information from Al, but she's got a question about blue bonnets too. What's going on, Sherry? Welcome to the show. Hi guys. Hey, hi, um, just real. Qu- hi. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> sure. That's exciting. I've never really won anything. This is this oh, is great. Oh, good. Yeah, tell um, us. Call us back next week yes. and tell us how it goes. I will. I will. Just um, I just have a real quick question. I put out about ten packages of blue bonnet seeds last August, but in my front yard, you know, just threw them out. But I don't see anything coming up. Do you think the I mean, is it like a two-year thing, or shouldn't it be up by now? <laughs> is it a is it in a lawn? Yeah, yeah, it's in lawn. a lawn. Well, oh. everybody in my neighborhood has beautiful blue bonnets all in their lawns, and <laughs> well, I love the same well, thing. It, it has to get seed a seed soil contact. So I, okay. I, I threw out some blue bonnets to seed too at my uh, uh, daughter's house and son-in-law's house. And uh, my grandson had me throw them out, and they haven't come up either. If the blue bonnet plants haven't come up yet, I don't think they're going to come up. Okay. All right. Well, sorry. All right. But she could well, get, she could get right. a couple transplants when she comes to pick yeah. up her tickets. Yeah. <laughs> then, no, I, but then you'd have them. You know you'd have them. Well, they're you mentioned that. I, I know somebody that bought transplants last year, and we pulled them all out, but I let some of the seeds go. And they are coming up at the, yeah, our right, friend's right. house. So, yeah. Oh, well. I'll okay. it's always next year, right? <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Sherry. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you so much. You bet. All right. We're going okay, to begin to... Bye-bye. Begin to wrap up the show. And poor Al, we've made him work today <laughs> with all these uh, ticket giveaways. If you want more information on the uh, garden... Keeps him in shape. It does keep him in shape. Keeps his mind alert. Uh, if you want some more information on the uh, GVST event that's uh, coming up, you can uh, go to uh, gardeningvolunteers.org. If you want information, in fact, next Saturday, we'll be having our great event here with the Rodeo Tomato and celebrating that and there, music there, and chili. And chili. And the design schools are uh-huh. on the website, too. Yep, huh? design school. In fact, uh, the 17th is going to talk about the design school as well. So go to gardeningvolunteers.org. Go to Milburger Nursery. 
Millburgers.com to learn about uh, all the events here that are happening at Millburgers. Uh, it's millburgernursery.com. We'll get some reports from the rodeo next week as we celebrate the rodeo. Uh, but want to thank you for uh, being a part of the show. Uh, I'm Milton Glick on behalf of the docs. Thanks to you for listening. Don't forget, you can go listen to the podcast by going to 930amtheanswer.com. We'll see you next week on The Answer.